Iona's great. Everybody loves Iona. Yeah, she's great. In she's... fact, uh, uh, um, I should point out that both uh, Crystal and uh, um, Jen Colvin uh, have actually formed um, Iona's own uh, fan club. So, and they didn't invite me because that's nobody what... likes you. Yeah, that's true. How are you? Dead. Dead? Are you dead? Yeah, mostly. Did the robots kill you or did the did nature do that? Uh no, whatever infernal plague I've inherited from the missus. Um that's going around because Armarna uh was sick just recently and she got it from her husband, so that's what you get for, you know, doing the family thing. Uh, possibly also what we get for being in England, or the UK at least. You know, it's winter everywhere. Oh, shut up, you. <laughs> well, not in Australia. <laughs> Australia's weird. Yeah. We are sorry for our Australian listeners. You're not weird. You're special. That sounds worse. Does it? Yeah, it's, it does. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It sounds a lot worse. Anyway, welcome to Writerings, episode 10 of season 2. And we especially want to welcome our Australian listeners. Please don't leave us. Yes, after Greg just offended all of you. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, my name is Greg, as Martin mentioned. Yes, and I'm Martin, as Greg just mentioned. And that eerie, eerie silence in the background now um, is the fact that we don't have a guest for a change yeah we have to talk to each other it's oh god be, it's gonna be weird so I've how's been your writing to avoid this all, i've been trying to avoid this all season <laughs> yeah yeah now you know i was just thinking about it that uh except for the first episode um we didn't have a a, a solo a solo episode a solo so duo episode. You get what I'm saying, you know. I do, yes. Yeah. Sadly. So how do we do this? I don't remember. <laughs> do I do uh, I talk into the thing and and then it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I'm also going to apologize in advance. Um, before we carry on any further, because um, I know I must sound absolutely terrible. That's because, like, about 50% of the world's population at this moment in time, I am pretty run down with some sort of cold type thing, and it sucks. Anyway, the show must go on. Indeed. And, you know, we are podcasters, so we don't, you know, something affects our voice. Who cares? It's not that, yes. we, it's not that we make a living out of it. Or so to speak. Not yet, anyway. And anyway, how is your writing going? We haven't done this segment in a while. Mm. Can we just save that till next week, or maybe you know, never again? <laughs> um. By the way, this is um our second to last episode um, before we go on a holiday break um, or last episode depending on how we look at it because next week we are going to have a very special something something ah yes the special something something yes the special something something I don't want to give away everything because oh then, no of course you know. not because it's going to be it's going to be awesome is what it's yeah. going to be yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It's uh, 
it's gonna be great it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be special so i'm not sure if it constitutes a, a, a normal episode but then again what does we That's don't do normal point. we don't do normal this is this is going to be even less normal than usual yeah yeah so if we are not going to talk about your writing yes the writing that i've officially been scared off of now um whose fault is that do you really want to have this conversation <laughs> on air seriously <laughs> um i think it's uh it's 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 a good story and it's it's it may be good advice for for people who are offering uh their friends to read their stuff and give feedback on mm -hmm. basically the the moral of the story is uh don't let your friends see your work unless you're prepared for the uh the outcome um yeah. the outcome being you know you can be prepared for it you know it's uh it's the first time you show somebody your your thing and um i was very gentle i think i was very professional yeah I'm trying to work out if that was a good thing or not anyway <laughs> moving on okay moving on um how about you how's your writing going you had to go there didn't you yes i did um okay so i ventured into fantasy for a little while yes um i worked on a fantasy thing for a little while um and then i didn't um i stopped because i realized that um i write sci-fi so that's what i do okay. but but um are we, are we are we talking about the thing you did for nano uh no no um that's that's still sci-fi even though it's uh you know it's kind of historical um okay and hysterical too so so the thing that uh, that kind of uh, popped into my head um, regarding um, my little foray into fantasy is um, is the very different uh, sensibility when it comes to writing and reading both genres. Um, okay. And what I found is that you can get away with a lot more in fantasy than in science fiction. Um, you think so? Yeah, I do. Um, and uh, I have some theories on why um, or what could possibly be the reason why we are more demanding of science fiction as we are of fantasy. Um, but first, um, do you think there is a there is any truth to that uh, to that statement? What was the statement? <laughs> I mean, it, it just it, everything you say just kind of blends together. Half the time, I don't know whether you when when your your question stops and when you're just adding on to it. That's the drugs and the you yeah. know and the sickness. I'm very articulate. Um, so the statement is that, uh, and this is, you know, I'm, I realize that it's controversial and it's phrased that way intentionally. Um, it's harder to write science fiction than it is to write fantasy. Um, given my limited experience of writing both, um, I'm personally not so sure. Um, I, I suppose it depends on what type of fantasy and what type of sci-fi you're doing. Yeah, true enough. So that you know, I know that the statement isn't true um, in a way that uh, you know, writing a good fantasy is just as hard as writing good sci-fi. It's um, how do I how do I put this? Um, when I mean, you. I 
I think I get what you're saying. I just not entirely sure I agree um, overly much, unless you kind of explain, you know, what your uh, what your thinking is. Um, so, yeah. By all means, you know, uh, tell us <laughs> what you, why you think the way you do. Um, did you really just tell me to speak? Yeah, but see if you can do it in about 20 minutes or less. <laughs> um, how can I put this in one sentence then? <laughs> um, so when you when you read science fiction, um, because that this is my working theory anyway. Um, when you when you are reading science fiction, you are much more aware of any inconsistencies. Um, this is a bridge too far types of inventions and so on and so forth. Um, whereas in fantasy, you kind of skip through the things. Um, and my, my working theory is, is that because we are living in an age of technology um, and it's so ingrained onto our lives that we notice details that we don't notice with, with fantasy. For example... Um, we all know that uh, faster than light travel isn't possible um, and it has to be very well executed uh, in, in, in a science fiction to get past that. But we have no idea how fast um, you can travel on a horse. Um, so we just, you know, skip over stuff like travel times in fantasy. And we we have a much uh, better. If I can just just add one thing, um, th that's a, that was a bad example, I think, because maybe yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people who probably know how fast a horse can go. So if if you were to say you, you it's you've got no we've got no basis of uh, comparison for say some sort of magical form of travel, then then yeah, that that kind of makes a lot more sense. Horses, do, horses still have a set speed. Um, do you know how travel you can travel on a horse in a day? No, I don't. But some people will. Yes, yeah, some people will. But, uh, you know, we are not talking about some people. We are talking about large number of people. Um, or the largest the, number of the people. Gen the general number of people. Right, okay. Fair enough. If you, if you want to generalize, then yeah, okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, but that's that's uh, it's still not the best example. Best example, but uh, no, it's not. Um, I think, um, and I think that's that's one reason why hard science fiction is making a comeback these days is because we are such a technologically obsessed um, society that uh, we we require the accuracy the putting the science in science fiction so to speak um at the same time you know um in in a fantasy you can kind of just uh get away with stuff um you know if you are lazy and don't want to explain everything um, say it's magic or we don't debate um although many science fiction is guilty about this as well is that uh, nobody is debating um, whether um, geogra uh, geography or politics or whatever else makes sense in, in a fantasy novel. Um, but uh, they will argue to the end of days about um, anything even remotely near future you know what i mean is that why yeah. why would democracy um suddenly turn into um a galactic empire and so on and so forth um, yeah i i think i follow you now actually um so usually with most forms of sci-fi um certainly when you've got like um your space operas and things there's usually something that connects back to the modern day in some fashion, regardless of how far the, the setting goes into the future. Yes. There's usually something that ties back to Earth 
or humanity. Um, usually in those sort of uh, stories, the main characters and the main races are human. Yeah. Um, so there's still going to be little, sometimes little, sometimes big references to uh, things that have happened uh, on Earth um, and to humanity. And even just including those little things, you still need to get it so right because there will be people who will pick up on it and they will tear it apart if it's not. Yep. Um, and uh, um, I can't remember which uh, which of his books, but uh, one of his uh, um, whatever collections, um, Scalzi, um, actually, I think um, he talks about in in a in a number of them um, that he always like when he he does world building and and stuff like that he goes usually two levels deep, um, <laughs> by which he means that uh, he can answer two questions with reasonable um, logic and uh, authenticity, um, but not much more than that. And obviously. <laughs> For some people, that won't be enough, and they will make up theories, and they won't be satisfied. But uh, you know, he defines it as two two levels deep. Um, and I don't think um, that uh, there are many fantasy novels who go even one level deep. You know, they just state that you know, he, here's the kingdom, here's the empire, this is the prince, this is the whatever, um, mm. and it's just. It's just a given. There is no explanation, and when you start um, asking questions, you won't uh, find answers. And I think it's fascinating um, because I think for the writer, um, it gives an and that's that's kind of that was what it was really enjoyable to write something that that doesn't have to be reasonable or, or logical i could just make stuff up obviously it did have to have um an internal consistency but nothing much more than that and it gives a tremendous uh, relief i think for a writer and a tremendous freedom mm. as opposed to you know yeah. When you when you are writing about uh, space exploration, um, you still have to you know account for uh, I don't know oxygen on the spaceship, or at least mention in a somewhat plausible way um, how the spaceship uh, is powered and so on and so forth. Absolutely. I, I'm still trying to tell if uh, if some p uh, elements of this conversation are, are basically calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a bit called out. Uh, I've got to say, um, I think that's your imagination. Yeah, so you say. <laughs> but you do, like uh, you. I mean, you can because you've been working on a fantasy and. Uh, and I think reading, because I had these thoughts in my head, obviously. So um, there is there is a good chance that uh, some of my comments and feedback were based on um, approaching fantasy differently. And that's uh, that's another that's kind of a continuation of of this thought: is what if we wrote fantasy? with the same level of um not i i don't want to say care because you know fantasy writers also care about their craft and i don't want to be uh, i i don't i don't want to be rude um but if what if we wrote fantasy the same way we write science fiction and what if we read fantasy the same way we read science fiction with expecting the same kind of uh, um, depth, or there's there's just no way I can phrase this that I don't offend someone, and I don't want to, so I apologize. <laughs> I do like so, fantasy. Yes, I grew we'll, up we'll with just, fantasy. We'll just leave that 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 half-formed question just hanging in the air there. 
because the, I, well, we shouldn't though because I think um, fantasy writers can uh, can definitely take a, uh, take away a lot of things from from science fiction and I think it's uh, it would be beneficial for the genre to to change uh, perspectives a little. Mm-hmm. Elves don't have to be slender um, and good and uh, nature lovers. Um, actually, in my story, they are they are a, 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 a death cult. Yes, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I've got a, a set of elves that are actually the ones who are hell bent on uh, conquering everybody else. So. Yeah, and I really like that uh, you know you didn't go with the el- the the kind of the the cliche elves uh, um, characters, um, and I really loved the the bubbly and happy go happy go lucky um, necromancer priestess. Iona's great. Everybody loves Iona. Yeah. She's great. In She's... fact, uh, uh, um, I should point out that both uh, Crystal and uh, um, Jen Colvin uh, have actually formed um, Iona's own uh, fan club. So, and they didn't invite me because that's nobody what... likes you. Yeah, that's true. Um, I I had a thought. Um, in my head just now, and now I, I now it's gone. So you will have to speak for a minute um, while I try to pick up the thread in my head. Okay. Um, well, that was a really good Avengers reference that you made, by the way. Um, I really Thank appreciate you. that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I did pick up on it. <laughs> <laughs> um. What What was I going to say? Oh yeah. Um, so just, you know, just so it doesn't seem that I'm bashing fantasy writers. Um, so hold your hate mail. Um, there is a, there is a, there is a brilliant, uh, YouTube channel called, uh, terrible writing advice, um, which I think I already linked, um, in, in one of the episodes last season, but I will do so again because everybody should know about it. It um, might have been this season. Or, or this isn't who knows anymore um, but the point is that um, uh, the guy who 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 writes these he hilariously points out the flaws in in science fiction like for example post-apocalyptic uh, stories never account for you know um, radiation poisoning and so on and so forth and mm. uh, like there is the, the world building is kind of just skin skin deep. Like there is a nuclear um, apocalypse. Thing. And yeah, okay. So um, what happens? Don't worry, don't worry. We will have I don't know punks and fuel and yeah. It's like Mad Max. It's uh, in a in a in a desolate world. Um, we don't ride around in um, uh, trucks. That's just okay, me. so uh, what about the radiation poisoning? As you just mentioned, what about the uh, large amount of radioactive material that's probably still in the air? What about the uh, nuclear winter? What about the cloud of death that is now surrounding the Earth? Indeed. Um, it's uh, it's very rare in science fiction as well to, to go um, like really deep um but uh but i think science fiction readers still expect um at least one level deeper than than fantasy readers and it's just uh i don't know it's it's kind of a a a, a genre thing um mm. we can just get away with stuff because we don't really care about like uh um have you ever read a fantasy novel where there was plague in the poor quarter of the city and uh, I don't know 
when where where poverty was real beyond you know having a young boy thief um i don't know saving the prince or what have you there is no just can't say i have that that kind of you know whereas like science fiction um tends to describe in in many de- in, in 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 much detail like um the the level of poverty and and the diseases and the um the lack of balance in society and so on and so forth and then you have the other extreme like neil stephenson um who is a big favorite of mine um who who goes extremely far um in connecting real science to the story um in seven eves which is a preposterous book in that uh in the first sentence i think or in the first paragraph at the at the very least um the moon blows up <laughs> nice um that yeah that's okay that, your reader's attention that's for sure um yeah that's that's kind of the end and uh you know he he doesn't really go into how he offers a theory but it's never confirmed or whatever that's 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 a fact but everything from that point on um is is logical it's scientifically sound it's like um it, it doesn't just blow up you know it 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 breaks into seven or or whatever uh, or how however many pieces and then those bump into each other and break up and those bump bump into each other and so on and so forth um until this accelerates to the point where there is a rain of fire on earth and they have i don't know a year and a half two years to create an arc for humanity and that's that that propels the story um but uh, can you imagine a similar scenario um in fantasy where you know you have three moons without with with no regard to how that uh affects the planet or whatever no, and this is i don't think you really can um but you know it gives different opportunities obviously um um for for characters and for plot and for story but uh i still think it would be interesting to write a fantasy that that is written as a science fiction same in star wars uh no <laughs> no but um actually can i just point something out though um, yeah. i think probably star wars would be the exception to the rule because it's science fiction and no one gives a shit about the fact that none of the uh none of the science in that actually works I don't think Wait. it's. Uh, I don't think it's science fiction. I think it's space fantasy. That's. Uh, it's you know. sci. It's sci-fi fantasy. But I mean, take for instance the fact that Tatooine is a planet that's got two suns. Nobody would be living on there. Well, it's hot, so they got that yeah. right. Yeah, but it would be a molten world of death. There would be nobody living there ever. <laughs> Yeah, and and all we all all we ever see of Mustafar is that it's always night, so there's the sun there. Anyway, um, but yeah, you're right. Um, you know, but I, yeah, I don't think um, Star Wars is science fiction in anything let's, other let's, than let's, let's some gimmicks. It's sci-fi fantasy. Okay, it's sci-fi it's... fantasy. Just, it's it's just, space fantasy. Don't argue. Don't don't argue with me. Just compromise. Yeah, okay. Okay. We'll compromise, compromise. We move on. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Uh, this. Don't uh, back chat me, boy. <laughs> this is the couples therapy se- uh, section <laughs> of our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, so what's the takeaway here? Um, other than apparently I'm hating fantasy, which I do not. I would like to say this in the clearest of terms. I do not dislike fantasy. I enjoy fantasy. Um, and 
um, as long as we are talking about fantasy. Um, You're looking forward to the fantasy writer's lynch mob. Um, that too, yeah. Ev- everything for attention, you know, anything. <laughs> um, uh, what was it? Oh, Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, that's a, that's about as thoughtful and science fiction science fictiony. I'm inventing words now. Um, fantasy as it gets. Like, you know, there is there is uh, there's a lot of stuff in in Game of Thrones that's uh, that that that's from kind of the the science fiction tool set, if if I'm allowed to say that. Um, and it's well, I, I I get what you're saying, yeah. And like George writes or wrote science fiction, plenty of it. So I, I do think that um, um, do like venturing into a different genre um, could actually help your your own um, in a in a, in a way that uh, you never even think about because then you start thinking about yeah so maybe you know even if you are u- using cliches because. In fantasy, it, it helps a lot that uh, you know you don't have to explain stuff for the reader. You know, you just yeah. say that it was an elf, and they know what an elf is, as opposed yeah. to science fiction where you do have to explain everything um, because otherwise it, it it doesn't work. Um, but they know what the, what an elf is. They know what a dwarf is. They know blah 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 blah. Um, Thank you very much, Tolkien. Yeah, um, and yeah, but uh, but yeah. So so there's definite definite value there, um, and and there is also a value of even if you are using cliches, if you put depth and and logic behind them. Um, it can it can resonate very differently than the ninety nine percent of the stuff that's out there. It's like um, I think this was part of the reason why um, White Wolves um, vampire um, role playing game became a hit because they took the kind of the the understanding the stereotypical understanding of vampires. And they put uh-huh. lore and and logic and and the system behind it, and it became something else entirely. Um, on the surface, you know, yeah, it's vampires, um, but you know, you you look beyond that, and it's something very different and very very fresh. And I think, um, yeah, I think it would be very very interest- interesting to to read fantasy like that. Absolutely. Can't I can't disagree with you there. Well, okay. Um, so now I think I thoroughly um, offended pretty much everybody, um, <laughs> including you know. Thank God I didn't pick on horror um, because then that would be the 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 right rings podcast bingo, um, <laughs> and I I you know I I would have successfully insulted every guest we ever had on um harry potter harry harry potter it's it's not god no it it isn't great just because it's you know it's linguistically brilliant um you could have just left that phrase as it was it isn't great um there i said it all right it's it's also great because it takes a cliche and it puts a system and a lore behind it, and it works, even when it really shouldn't. Um, you know what? You don't dislike Harry Potter. You dislike you dislike the the Harry Potter effect. No, no, I dislike Harry Potter. But that's just me. Yeah, probably. Out of no, seven, it's really not. Out of seven billion people, you are the only one. I, I... fine. Then I'll be a rebel. Damn it. Um, I was actually going to say something uh, 
So, oh yes, uh, completely unrelated. Um, you mentioned the the the, the writerings podcast bingo, and I had in mind, you know, those memes that have gone around recently of, of is basically a bingo sheet, um, but it's like all the things on it are more topical about stuff. Yeah, I, I saw a couple like in, introvert Christmas bingo. Yeah, we should do one. Um. We should do a, a right rings podcast bingo. Yes. Um. Yeah. All right. Mean. Uh, mean. <laughs> yes. Get on it. What? What? You're, what? What? No. You're the technical no, no, department. No. 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 Um. I. Yeah. I'm the technical department. I record and edit this podcast. But. Yeah. So you can make uh, the memes as well. I'll just. I'm just the brains of the operation. I'm the pretty one. Remember. Are you are you the brains or are you the pretty one? Um, Both of them. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm I'm the I'm the IT guy. Great. Yes. Um, have you tried turning it off and then back on again? Um, okay, I will make the meme if you make the picture. <laughs> or if you come, you know, you come up with the content, I make it pretty and and shareable on social. All right, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we come up with together. Um, famous last words. <laughs> Let's face it, so, famous last words. Yeah. So, uh, if you guys actually are interested in uh, seeing Writerings podcast bingo, then um, stay tuned to stay tuned to the uh, Twitter page. You never know what will uh, actually come up. Yeah, either the Twitter page or the or the Instagram page that we don't use, but still getting followers. God knows why. Wait, we have an Instagram page? Uh, yeah, we do. Instagram. When the hell did that happen? Um, at the very beginning, it's like five minutes from from the from the moment that the Twitter page was active. Huh. Anyway, um, we really don't we really don't use it, although we should. Um, but you know. If you guys want to, you can follow us on Instagram. It's uh, instagram.com slash writerings, surprisingly. I basically just uh, ran around and registered the writerings handle on every single social media platform. <laughs> basically so that nobody else could use it and uh, end up yeah, confusing everybody else with us. Yeah. Yeah. I also Google us. That makes our- sense, really. I, I, I also Google writerings um, from time to time because I want to see what people think and, and how we come up on Google. Um, okay. It's fun. Have you ever Googled yourself? Yes. How often? Um, maybe twice. Maybe three times. A week? A month? <laughs> no. <laughs> Within the space of a year, I th- I'd say. I ended up finding. I ended up actually finding um, a rather negative review of my first book, um, and I was like, "Huh, okay." It was on somebody's blog. You know, they they bought. A, they they'd actually like you know published a, a review of a book like once a week or something. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I it, would like it was, to point out it wasn't me. So <laughs> no, no, uh, not unless you've um, had to some sort of gender reassignment therapy that I'm not aware of. Uh, no, um, it was it was pretty scathing, um, and I looked at it and I went, "Well, it's my first book. It was my first. What do you expect?" And then I went back and read the review that uh, Liz Monroe left for me, which, quite frankly, was the exact opposite, and it was glowing and wonderful. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, you know, you can't control it once it's out there. Um, my mm-hmm. my college professors always uh, drilled into me that uh, um, reading is not about the writer. Um, Writing is not one, about the reader. <laughs> um, yeah, like when you know when you're reading something, you are interacting with text and nothing else. And on that yeah. note, you know. Um, just because it's your first book, they don't have to know that. They just, you mm. know, even if it's, um, you know, if it were 
the second book in a series and they would trash it because it doesn't make sense and you know that it makes sense if you read the first book it's yeah. still you know it's still a valid opinion it's a stupid opinion but it's a valid opinion <laughs> anyway i like your writing thank you i mean given the comments i've read recently i'm i'm inclined to doubt that but yeah that's just me and my par- personal paranoia um you know, when, when 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 you start getting paranoid um first of all good for you that's going to help you in the in the near future when big brother will see everything um by the way you do live in one of the worst surveillance states in the world so mi6 if you're listening welcome this is the right rings podcast um what was i going to say i lost track. i don't know you're in the middle of, uh, of saying something about the comment i made about your oh comments. yeah yeah so so whenever you get paranoid or discouraged or whatever is uh just keep in mind that if i didn't like it um i wouldn't have took the time to make so many comments you see that sounds very backwards to me I'm not sure how that works. Well, you know, I care about you, I like your writing, and I want it to be better. It's simple as that. So, that's a compliment. Take it. Right. Okay, I see you're not convinced. Okay. And <laughs> I, I, I figure that it's been two weeks, or more than two weeks, you've gotten over it, but apparently not. I do, <laughs> like... Um, I do have to, and this, kids, this is a useful skill when you are giving feedback to um, to practice because maybe you are being hurtful or blunt or whatever else um, that you are not intent to be um, unintentionally. And if so, if I was, um, I apologize. It came from a good place. No, I, I think the... <sighs> Uh, apologies to the listeners who are uh, having to endure this conversation while we're still on air. But no, <laughs> uh, I think part of the problem was the fact that, as far as I was concerned at, at that point in the story, I was doing okay. Okay, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, I, I I'm inclined to say it wasn't Shakespeare, but you know, that's a different writing style. So. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I did. It wasn't. It wasn't the best. Okay, I, I was aware of that, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's not the most amazing work. I'll, it'll, it'll get a couple of rewrites. It'll get better. Um, but yeah, uh, so far I'm on track with things. Things are going well, and then suddenly I get all this feedback, and I'm like, it's bollocks. Why am I bothering? <laughs> um, that that absolutely wasn't the, the intention, and it shouldn't be what you take away from it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that basically like just to give the, the listeners some kind of, uh, stuff that, that isn't about us is that whenever somebody takes the time to give you feedback, um, it's never to hurt you. Mm. Like there are trolls obviously, but they don't take the time to, if they take the time that's not just trolling that's that then there is something there even if you you know if you disagree or even if you you don't care um or don't want to use it um that still shows a level of of attention and a level of uh, care on on part of the reader i think um it certainly did on mine so there is yeah. that Okay. And um, also, um, if you do, uh, uh, or rather, when you you uh, send your your manuscripts out to um, a variety of people for for some feedback, uh, even if some of those people are people that you know, bear in mind that you will get feedback that might hit a little close to home. You may not you may not like it. It might be. Uh, 
a little hard to bear sometimes, especially if uh, comments are made about a, a part you're particularly proud of, things you, you're really happy with. But at the end of the day, um, as Greg said, it is, it's always to, to help you and to help you improve. And um, it is entirely up to you what you take um, from the advice that you're given. It, because it is just that, it's advice. Exactly. You don't have to take it at all. And, you know, um, and just because you care about the part or proud of a part, uh, it, you know, that's between you and, and, and your writing, you and, you and the text, um, the reader doesn't have that and they shouldn't have that. It's like, um, you know, you will love your kid no matter what, even though everybody else thinks that he's a spoiled brat. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so now I funded parents too. Great. <laughs> well, I am a parent and you haven't offended me, so. Um Yeah, but you know, you have a you have a toddler. They don't do much. Give it time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you say that, but she's a handsy little thing. Um well, the, you know, the pronoun says it all. Yes. So, before uh, we go any further and I offend, I don't know who else I can offend at this point. Um, I'm go- By the way, I'm going to title this episode the No Offense episode. Um, <laughs> and uh, I-, I always have... Uh, issues with you know titling the episodes um and uh which is funny because you know i'm a i'm a copywriter i should be able to write a catchy headline and it's always the worst part of 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 the job so anyway before i offend any anybody else i will um let you talk for a while and then i think we should just sign off Sure. I mean, I don't, I, we've only got ten minutes left, so I guess the uh, the, the talking I'll be doing is the uh, the the outro. The outro, indeed. Cool. Okay. Uh, so yeah, um, as per usual, uh, if you wonderful folks out there have uh, have been uh, enjoying the things that we've been talking about, um, however relevant or irrelevant they are to the actual writing community and process uh feel free to drop us a message uh we have a number of ways you can do that uh both greg and i have our own individual twitter accounts uh the links will be in the show notes or whatever you want to call them these days uh we also have our joint uh podcast page which is uh at writerings and we also have an instagram but nobody goes on there Yep. Uh, please also feel free to uh, throw us a voice message on Anchor because we still have that even though we've stopped recording on there for some reason um, and now I have to put up with the robot overlords on Discord God help us all There is a very sound technical reason um, for that you uh, won't go into it. here because it's technical Yeah, indeed um, I just wanted to interject that uh, please, you know, if you are going to send send me um, based on this episode, hate mail. Um, my DMs are open on Twitter. Please don't, you know, pester the Right Rings account. Um, my DMs are open. Send your hate mail. It will be graded, as Scott said. <laughs> um, yeah, he is a copywriter. He he does he does know bad hate mail when he sees it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, if you want to peruse, um, Anchor, um, that's a great way to yell at me. Actually Absolutely. yell at me. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Uh, also, um, we're also open to suggestions as to whether or not you have any, um, topics of your own ideas that, uh, you want us to discuss. Always looking for more material we are. Um, or you can get in touch with us if you want to be a guest on the show. We're always looking for more guests. Always happy to have more people on. Uh, we also, also, also have an email address, which 
as far as I'm aware, nobody's bothered using, uh, which is writerings.podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, yeah, please, you know, if you want to be on the show, let us know. Um, that's less chance for me to offend any more people if there mm -hmm. are any left. Um, and I, I'll, I'll take the opportunity to um, have a, a, an impromptu interview for a, a, a new co-host. Yes, one who who doesn't offend um, everybody. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> so yeah, um, this has yeah, been a we... very strange show. I think tonight. Um, I think it was fun. Um, you know, we will see how the audience reacts to it. Um, so if uh, if there is anybody left um, unoffended. Um, I apologize. I didn't mean to not offend you. Um, I will offend you next time. Um, um, yeah. Um, next week is our special, special something, something. Um, and then we are off for the holidays. Um, you see how I say holidays and not Christmas as to not offend Indeed. people um, of different Yes, Greg, we get it now. Um, I'm good. I'm, I'm good at. I'm good like that. I'm diplomatic and uh, all that. Um, so anyway, um, if you if you want to hear us um, offend or hear me offend more people and hear Martin trying to rein in the crazy, um, subscribe, share this podcast with your enemies um, because I'm fairly sure that you don't want to share this episode with your friends. Um, Share it with your friends anyway, because everybody needs a good laugh. Yeah, and they have enemies too. Um, so works out for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Okay, so I guess all that remains is to uh, wish everybody who's been listening um, a good evening or good afternoon or good morning, whichever part of the day you're listening to us in. Indeed. And um, yeah, we shall speak uh, to you. With our, with our special something, something, something next week. Yep. And uh, yeah, you really want to tune into that. Definitely. Um, yep. Thank you, everyone. It's been a blast. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. Cheers. <laughs>